0: Welcome to Anchor Church's podcast. In today's episode, you are going to discover what we are considering the very starting point for nearly everything that matters in your life. Let's listen in. Let me take you back two years ago. I was handed a personality test result that absolutely crushed me. You see, Hannah and I, we were at an assessment center, which was four days of professionals deciding whether or not you were actually called to plant a church. And so we were so nervous and we were so insecure about it all. And in the middle of it, we were handed these personality test results. And I started flipping through it, flipping through it, flipping through it. And the last one on there was supposed to tell you whether or not you were a leader. And I scored the very, very lowest score in leadership, which just had me petrified. In big words, I read follower. And and my, my breathing got harder. I could feel my face turning red, my palms sweating. I just felt so exposed. I hid that personality test as quick as I could. I didn't want anyone to see it because I felt like a fraud in that moment. In that moment, when I saw that personality result, I felt my dreams crushing beneath me. And I want to tell you something that you probably already know intuitively about self awareness. And that is self awareness is dangerous. Self awareness is dangerous. And you know that already because it's the reason why you're glued to your phone so much. It's the reason why you have trouble sleeping is because when you're left with yourself and your thoughts to think about your day and where your life is going and what you said that day and all those things, it makes us feel so vulnerable, so insecure. And even though it's dangerous though, what I want to argue today is that it is worth it. And we are so in need of knowing ourselves and gaining some self-awareness. In fact, I believe self-awareness is like the starting point for almost everything that matters in your life. Just like there's a starting point at a track, I believe self-awareness is the starting point for your life. So let me explain. Self-awareness is the starting point for knowing your creator. The famous theologian, Augustine, He once prayed, Lord, grant that I may know myself, that I may know thee. His prayer was that if he could know himself, he would know his creator. Why is that? Well, we were created in the image of God. And if we're created in the image of God, then that means if we want to know who God is, we can start with knowing who we are. The second one is this. Self-awareness is the starting point for... Owning your career. Any professional will ask you, what, what what, are your strengths, what are your weaknesses? If you don't know who you are, what you're good at, your natural abilities, then it's gonna be hard for you to move forward in your career, in your job, in your vocation. You've gotta know yourself. Proverbs 22:29 29 says this, look for a man or a person who is a competent worker, and they're going to serve before kings. If you want to grow and excel in your job, in your career, you've got to become competent, and you can't do that unless you are self-aware. So self-awareness, it's the starting point for so much, it's the starting point for showing compassion. You see, when you understand your weaknesses, your pain points, when you understand the pain and the the hardships you've gone through, you can sympathize for others who have gone through similar hardships. I I think of uh, what Paul says in Ephesians 4.32. He says, be kind and compassionate. How can we be compassionate without self-awareness? Ian Crom says that when you know your Enneagram score, he's an expert in the Enneagram, he says when you know your score, you're able to see others' outlook as well. Self-awareness is the starting point for growing your character, growing your character. See, so many of us, we want to go further, faster. We want to fly higher. But as Henry Cloud describes, it's kind of like an airplane. You see, the higher and the further and the faster that an airplane goes, the more that's going to be required of the character of the material of the plane. The same is true for your life. The faster, the further, the higher you go, the more that's going to be required of your character. In so many places, we don't have to look far to find people who were successful, but they didn't have the character to match it up, and they crashed. Jesus says it like this in Mark 8:36. He says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? So the problem is uh, we need character. The other problem is we don't gain character because we don't know what we need to work on. And so many of us deceive ourselves. We think we're basically good people, but we have so many flaws and so many things that need to be dealt with. And so you can't grow your character unless you know your character. Now let's talk about David, who I believe was one of the most remarkable individuals to ever live. He did so much, and so much of it is due to the fact that he had self awareness. You see, David wrote a poem that changed forever the way people would understand God, and it started out with "The Lord is my shepherd," and this poem transformed lives for three thousand years and impacted billions of people. Now, how does David know his creator well It was self-awareness. It was self-awareness. He was a shepherd himself and he was able to look and reflect on his experiences as a shepherd and he was able to see God in that. It's remarkable. Later, David had the opportunity to stand up against the giant that nobody wanted to face. And David, with a sling and some stones, defeated the giant Goliath. How did he do it? It was because he was self-aware, and that self-awareness was the reason why he was able to own his career, because after defeating Goliath, he gained all this popularity. But it was because he was self-aware. He knew he would never beat Goliath in hand-to-hand combat, so he came with a sling and stones. He brought a gun to a knife fight. He was self-aware, something Goliath wasn't. He gained all this popularity afterwards, so much so that King Saul wanted him dead. And he brought all of his resources against David for an an enormous manhunt. Well, Saul wasn't able to kill David, but David was actually given an opportunity to kill Saul twice. But he doesn't do it. Instead, he demonstrates extraordinary self-control Extraordinary restraint and extraordinary compassion. How does he show compassion to Saul by sparing his life? I believe it has to do with his self-awareness. David knew himself. He knew, I am not king right now. And I am not going to be the one to kill the king. Time goes on and David actually becomes king of Israel. Becomes one of the greatest kings, if not the very greatest king Israel had ever seen. But he forgets about that, and while the army's out fighting for Israel, he's staying home. And he's feeling a little bored, a little entitled, a little needy. And he goes and he sleeps with another man's wife, gets her pregnant, and has her husband killed to cover it up. David forgot who he was, and he needed a friend, Nathan, to tell him who he was because he was deceiving himself. And when he finally stopped deceiving himself, he cried out to God for mercy. And God forgave him. It was when he had self-awareness, he was able to grow his character. And I want to tell you, our world needs people who are self-aware. And if God is able to give David a second chance, he can give you a second chance if you're willing to do the hard work of discovery. I think of my mom, who for 40 years was an addict And for 40 years was in bondage to all kinds of substance abuse. She was convinced that her life would end as an addict. That it would take her. But this month she actually celebrates five years clean. I believe a lot of that had to do with her being self-aware and digging through the closet of her soul and understanding those weaknesses and, and what drew her to that bondage. But now because of that, For five years, she has been free from bondage and she has been helping others become free from bondage too. And if it's not too late for my mom after 40 years, then it's not too late for you. Do you know that God sees everything? You can't hide anything from God and yet he is willing to forgive. He is willing to take you arms wide open for you. And so I want to invite you right now, if you've never actually started a relationship with Jesus, if you've never actually felt the embrace of that forgiveness and that, that, that acceptance from God, would you experience it right now? I invite you to pray with me. Say, dear God, I know you see it all, and I know there's no hiding from you. So today, right now, I confess that I'm a sinner before you. That I have a lot of mess, a lot of ugliness. And I trust that you forgive me and that you accept me. That by dying on the cross, you can cover my shame. And that by rising again, Jesus, you can give me new life. Would you forgive me right now? Would you give me eternal life right now? In Jesus' name, amen. And so now what are you going to do? You're going to take one of the most important courses of your life. And what's the topic? The topic is you. Thank you for listening to Anchor Church's podcast. Every month we upload new episodes to help you grow in your faith and your relationship with God. If you'd like to get involved further or give into the mission of Anchor, please check out anchorchurchil.com. We'll see you next time.